Hello and welcome everybody to the YDDL podcast. It is week seven. I am your commissioner and host, Chris Schutzer. Joined as always by co-commissioner Alex Eifler, who I believe is quite grumpy after his loss to Joe. Alex, say hi to everybody. Hey everybody. I'm not grumpy about losing. I'm grumpy that I scored the third most points and I'm going to lose and that Jesse scored the third fewest points and he's going to win. That's what I'm grumpy about. If we're, if we're being particular. I thought when we were uh, preparing for this, we have not, we have not cleared that, that Jesse has won his game, but we'll get to that. I I thought he, doesn't he have a. He will probably win. It's not, it's not in the bag, but it's near the bag. Near the bag. It's bag bag. adjacent. It's bag adjacent. On the baggage claim. (laughs) Any any hoozles, congratulations on Jesse for both his continued wins and his continued luck. Um, And I guess given that he lost Dak for the season and Christian McCaffrey's on the IR, it's a little bit of a miracle. Like Mostert's now going to be on the IR. His IR is pretty much full up. Um, he might be the only person who needs more than four IR spots. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. But I mean, you're you're being quite gracious. You just lost uh, Beckham. I mean, how are you feeling about that? Eh, not not great. Um, you know, I I wish I hadn't gotten a zero from Beckham and lost him. But he wasn't playing all that well or scoring all that well this year. Um, and honestly, the whole 2014 wide receiver class, like that vaunted class. Other than Devontae Adams, the rest of the class has been shit this year. Um, nothing from him, nothing from Mike Evans, really. Nothing from Sammy Watkins. Um, John Brown has been bad. Uh, who else is from that class? I'm trying to remember. Uh, Alan Robinson is was from that class. He's Was he from that class or was he the year before? I can't remember. Anyway, I, I'm just saying that... Uh, Maybe the worm has finally turned on that particular golden class of wide receivers. Well, I will say this. Uh, you may have found your replacement without making any trades because you've been rostering for the last two years a certain Antonio Brown. Uh, <laughs> yes, indeed. Rumor, rumor has it has uh, signed with uh, some team called the Tampa, Tampa Bay Books. So we'll see how that goes for him. I think it'll be fine. Um, you excited about Brown? You optimistic? I am excited about having another startable player. Um, that'll be nice because I have a lot of not startable players on my team for some reason. Um, and I think if, if there's going to be like a big surprise in the second half of the year, it's, it might be the Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, you know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin machine could start churning out more results like we saw this week where you have Brady essentially being the best quarterback in the league, taking over from people like Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. And um, I mean, Wilson still looked sharp this week. Mahomes was playing in the snow and his team was in a blowout win. But honestly, we've seen a couple of those now from Mahomes where his team's in a blowout win because of decent defense and he doesn't have to do a whole lot. Yeah, it is. It's going to be interesting. I, I, I think Jamie will be fine, although he's losing this week again. We'll talk about that in a minute, too. But, you know, with, with, with Antonio Brown jumping into the lineup for you, basically every Chris Godwin touchdown for you is like, uh, you know, craps at the craps table, I suppose. Yeah, it's a kick in the sack. 
Um, if, if I'm even starting Mike Evans, honestly, I'm probably pulling uh, Mike Evans from the starting lineup and just rolling with my other wide receivers. I mean, AJ Brown is such a stud and I'm happy to put in there, you know, Devonte Parker now with Tua, uh, Cole Beasley's been playing well. So I'm happy to have him in there, but I, I, I got to get Mike Evans out until he starts playing better. I think that's reasonable. You probably have to do that. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's scored um, touchdowns. That's about it though. But yeah, I, I think the other thing that's really been going on, the big change is that every single solitary piece of the Dallas offense has absolutely cratered in a, in a way that I didn't think was possible because they had the best offense in the league and then Dak got injured. And then this week we saw Dalton get a concussion that looked pretty bad. I'm not sure he's going to clear the concussion protocol, but even when Dalton was in that team was playing poorly. Um, Zeke is not getting anything uh, they had less than 150 yards passing this week between Dalton and uh, Ben DiNucci. And they even hit a 32-yard pass. So, like, they just, they're just not completing passes. Look, I, I agree with you. I, I think this is what happens when you basically sub out an entire offensive line for uh, rookie free agents, which is what Dallas has done. I mean, for the most part. Like, they, they have nothing left on the offensive line. So you can have the best receivers in the league. You can have a great running back. It's not going to get you very far. If the quarterback only has like half a second to throw before he gets drilled and gets concussed, um, it doesn't matter who you have. And I don't think Zeke is going to be able, able to overcome this on his own either. It's um, interesting because there's actually three teams in that division who are dealing with exactly the same issue. Because you've got the Eagles who are also dealing with a bunch of injured linemen. And I think that um, you've got a bunch of injured and bad linemen in New York as well. So you've got three teams where the whole team has been compromised by the quality of the O-line play. And it's led to injuries. Now we've, we've seen injuries to the starting running backs in Philly and in New York, injuries to two starting quarterbacks in Dallas. But the people who play behind those lines are getting banged up because the lines are crap. And it goes to show you how important a line is for quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, the whole bit. Yeah. You know, it's the first time I've actually wanted to talk about the Washington football team all season long, but Oof. objectively, they, I think they might be my bet to, to win the division now because they're the only ones that are built differently. And it's not about the offensive line. It's that their strength is their defensive line. Yeah. So they're just going to dominate in division. I think they're going to win most of their games in division. Yeah. Um, and it's and not Terry McLaurin like is good. Terry McLaurin is good. And I'm going to, I think Antonio Gibson is good. Yeah. Um, he is good. So, I think yeah. I think they'll, they'll have enough. I think they'll win the the division with seven wins. That's my prediction oh, right now. God, what a they might only get to six division that we're talking about. I, I know. And if a team does win eight games, it'll be because they won six games against their division opponents or five games against their division opponents. Like that, that will be how it goes because somebody has to win when two teams from the AFC East play each other. Uh, NFC East, excuse me. Yeah. Well, you know, going back to your team for just a quick second, you put up a very impressive number given that you had Lamar Jackson uh, and, well, basically all of your, your Ravens uh, on the bye, plus mm-hmm. Devontae Parker. Um, so, yeah, that, that's frustrating. When you, when you get through the bye week and you thought you were going to win, and 165 is, is enough to win, I would say, 80% of the time in this league. 
Um, so that's, that's gotta be frustrating for you, but to be fair to, to Joe, he had quite the week, man. I mean, I think, um, Kyler Murray, we don't have to talk about him. He's, he's just legit, but he's put together a squad that can score. I mean, yeah. like, um, you know, Kareem Hunt as a running back one now, like that 19 does not feel fluky. Um, Hopkins put up a great game, obviously DJ Moore finally showed, um, he did this with Chris Carson getting hurt. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, in fact, like, as you look through this line, it doesn't feel like we didn't get like amazing performances throughout. There's actually room for growth here. Um, yeah, Joe's he got, a sneaky team. I think Joe could go ahead. Sorry. He, he got touchdowns from almost everybody. Um, in some cases, multiple touchdowns. I think Ronald Jones is probably fading a little bit as the team gets Fournette more involved. The snap shares are adjusting and he's going to have to deal without Chris Carson, but he's got Darrell Henderson on the bench. Uh, He's got Melvin Gordon on the bench. Deontay Johnson's on the bench. I think that his team is still well good enough, even without those guys in the lineup. Yeah. Is Darren Waller this good, by the way? I think he's this good. Like, well, I feel was like really good last year. And even with kind of new targets there, the problem is none of them are healthy. They brought in all these rookie wide receivers to Las Vegas and now they're all banged up and Waller's getting all the targets again. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let me just do a quick, I mean, we spent a lot of time on your game here and obviously like tangentially you talked, you talked about Jesse's game, Jesse, uh, just to close that one out, he and uh, Steven are both sitting at 108 He's got, um, he's got a re- receiver left. Cooper Cup. And, yeah, and uh, going up against Jimmy Graham. So that's, that's a likely win for him. I don't really feel like we need to talk about Jesse because we talked about him so much last time. Mm-hmm. I feel like the other major development is what's going on um, in the Cobra Kai Brophy game. Uh, this one, similarly, is not quite over, but basically over. So Brophy holds a 25-point lead with the – the only thing left that Jeff has is the Bears. So that's, I'd say, 99 times out of 100, that, that one's over. Uh, but Brophy's got to be a little nervous. A lot of the things that he's had working are not working as well anymore. Um, C.D. Lamb gave him 0.1. Um, I think that that is, that is reason for concern. He does have Curtis yeah. Samuel performing for the bench. I don't, um, I don't agree with but, you. I, mean, I, look, I actually think he's in really good shape. I think that... I disagree that he has to be worried. I think Wentz, unless he gets injured, can only go up from here as he gets some of his actual weapons back. And he's made Greg Ward and, um, God, what's the other guy? Fulgham, Travis Fulgham, look like guys who you want to roster in Dynasty. Carson Wentz is good and will get better. Tom Brady is playing excellent and is now getting only the best receiver of the, like the 20, the teens. I guess you'd call it, um, to play with him. Um, and he's already comfortable with them because they played a little bit together last year. Even if C.D. Lamb goes to zero, and even if Brandon Ayuk goes to zero because, you know, he'll get injured again, this team still has plenty of stuff going on. Galladay is playing really well. Tyreek Hill is playing fine. Me, I wasn't going to say that this team is, like, suddenly in trouble. I think it's one of the top three teams in the league, just as I said last week. Yeah, but Dalvin even- Cook... Joe Mixon, you know, Dalvin Cook is, is still coming back off this injury. We don't know what that's going to look like. Joe Mixon got badly hurt. Um, like, CeeDee Lamb going to zero. Like, I'm just saying, like, a lot of the firepower that we thought this team had 
he's going to be making it work. I think he's going to really have to be thinking about like who he starts every week. And that's not what I thought Brophy's yeah. team was going to be. So I, look, I, I think he's going to make the playoffs easily. Yeah, um, I agree with that. And yeah, but it's, I think this is one of the teams that can go out and make a trade still. Right. He has both first rounders uh, in 2021 and 2022. I'm going to see, like, as I said last time, I'm very interested to watch if Brophy pushes the chips a little more all in on this year or if he wants to bide his time. A lot of the. I don't see what he's going to do. Like, there's nothing left. The teams that are bad have nothing worth getting from them. They've already been strip mined. I I disagree. I disagree. I guess Salim's team still has a couple pieces on it, but. Yeah, and, and, and I think at this point, Stars finally admitted that the, he's looking at a rebuild, at least partially, and I, he's got to move Devontae Adams. So, like, I feel like Devontae Adams is the player that's going to move to one of these teams. The question is who wants to pony up for him. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a big price tag. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it should be a big price tag. The player is amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. But I um, – so – yeah, I mean, that, that's interesting. I think the other one that's probably worth checking in on is, like, how worried are we about Drew's team? Um, Josh Allen, three bad weeks in a row. Zeke Elliott, another, like, dud performance. Yeah, Mike James Davis White looks should like eventually a- go to zero. Like, yeah, like, I think this team is, is not scary. Like, Miles Sanders is bad now. Um, he's, he's not bad. He's, he's hurt, obviously. Uh, like, and no offensive line. Yeah, Deshaun yeah, Jackson's that's done for, this, for the um, year. Ertz is done. Jar, uh, Barkley's done. I'm very tired off the last time. Sorry, uh, what was that? You got to cut me slack. I said, you got to cut me slack. I'm tired off of last night. I was up until one in the morning watching the Cardinals come back in probably my favorite football game I've seen in quite some time. Yeah, it was a great um, game. Uh, but yeah, I'm not going to be the sharpest that I'm. I've no, it's okay. Today. And I, I think you're right, though. Josh Allen and Matt Ryan, neither of them has looked particularly sharp. And, and Cam Newton, oh my right? Gosh. Like, yeah, Cam Newton yeah. is the other piece here that's not working out. Yeah, he's this team. This team, I think, is in worse shape. The other team that's kind of in a little bit worse shape than the others is that that was still, you know, last as of last week a contender is Jamie's team because Kenyon Drake is down with a high ankle sprain. And yeah, but he has Chase Edmonds. He has Chase Edmonds. So I think that's an addition by subtraction. Like that's Jamie. Fair. Yeah. But Evan Ingram is doing nothing. Uh, I mean, I guess if you have George Kittle, you don't really need Evan Ingram to do something. So, th- I mean, this team isn't losing too much. Amari Cooper is not worth a whole lot. And I don't know what's going to happen with Juice Landry now that Odell Beckham's down. I assume he's going to catch better coverage, but we shall see. Certainly Mahomes playing worse is the probably the most harmful thing though. Yeah. I, of the teams that are at the bottom though, look at, look at um, stars team as the sleeping giant that you don't really want to find yourself playing. Like Devonte Devonte Adams had 44.6 this week and it overcame the fact that star, despite trying to pick up a defense, couldn't get it in on time and played the call to run the bye. Um, and, uh, he still is going to win this game over Jamie by 16 points. It's like, you just don't want to be playing star right now. Cause you don't know what he's going to, you're going to get. Um, like, yeah. Yeah, you know, if star really decided to tear it down, he also has Stefan Diggs. He could trade. I mean, I, I think there are players that you can, that you can get off this team that it makes sense for, for, for star to move. Um, and then, yeah, so that, that's, that's, pretty much our check-in on the on the teams that are 
competing. We didn't really talk about Jeff. I'm really worried about Jeff's team too, but he's had the emergence of Gibson um, and he does have McLaurin. We talked about this team a lot last yeah, week. With uh, he'll be fine. I, I think he'll be okay. I think, I, it's, I think it's going to come down to him and Jamie for that last spot though, like we talked about. So, and they're both going to lose this week. So we're, we're just punting it down the line. Six weeks to go. We will declare a champion. We, we now can officially say that. Yep. Um, Jesse has the, 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 the likely road to the bye. And thus, if somehow, you know, the world ended tomorrow, he would win. Mm-hmm. Um, so good for you, Jesse. You can hope for the end of the world. Um, <laughs> speaking of the end of the world, how are you holding up with uh, the fact that you are now teacher to two children? Oh, God. I mean, we have, we have other help going on but my yeah for those of you who are unaware which is probably everyone but you chris um my kids were in school in person and then there was a big outbreak at the kids school um where i think 14 or 16 um students and or and i think one faculty um uh were diagnosed with covid um spreading from one fifth grade class out to siblings and such from that class so they shut the whole school down and now, you know, we're all doing the remote learning for at least last week and this week and maybe next week and the week after and who knows how long. Um, Department of Public Health isn't super happy with us. And uh, not that we did anything wrong, you know, we were doing all of the precautions, which makes it even worse. Like we're not like a bunch of like maskless yokels in like Georgia or something. Like we're like, <laughs> we were social distancing with masks in the classroom. Um, so it's a bit befuddling that it happened. So now we're making do with the fact that the kids are knocking on my door like eight times a day while I'm trying to do work. And a lot of my discretionary football time has gone to, you know, teaching lessons for them. So it's not great, but you know, we'll get through, I guess. So who has a better, uh, system for dealing with the, the COVID impact, the schools or the NFL? (laughs) I mean, the NFL is like, we must do everything we can to have football games and we'll just move games around. And if you don't get a player, it's fine. Um, I think schools are being a lot more cautious. Um, So I think that I would say that I would, I think that especially our school had more resources than like a public school did, but at the same time, hasn't really helped, (laughs) you know, we had an outbreak regardless. So I would say it's you couldn't, push. You couldn't put the children on the IR, so that that didn't work out for you. I, I wish we could. Um, I wish we could put them on the on the COVID IR for a couple of weeks and just not have them bother us too much. Like have them watch Oliver and Company thirty five times a day. Would you get extra children, you know, as replacement children during the the IR stint, or probably not? That sounds terrible, doesn't it? Never I could, mind. I mean, I I, I, um, I yeah. I don't, let's not. <laughs> um. All right. So we've covered most of like the, the this week news. I, I do think we, we, we did talk about um, some of the injuries. Um, I'm trying to think if we've missed any major ones. Uh, I don't think we have. So I'll give you a couple quick wildcard questions and then we can just wrap up for a quick one. Does that sound good? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, wildcard question. Um, Let's have a look at Steven's team because we have not covered Steven. Okay. Well, you know what? The point of this cast is to actually cover everyone's team. And I feel like we've given Steven and Salim not enough coverage because they are the stuck in the middle teams. 
Give they're Steven... not stuck in the middle. They're stuck at the bottom. <laughs> they're not stuck at the bottom. Steven made the playoffs last year. Salim is stuck at the bottom. I'll give you that. Uh, Steven's team, give me the, the, the top three things you would do to turn this around. All right. So give me the top one thing you would do to turn this around. <laughs> so what is so what does Steven have that is like an expiring asset? Like what are the fruit that are gonna that are gonna start turning brown soon? Um, I, would I would say, say Daniel Jones and Sam Charles. <laughs> but those guys are still young and they don't have much value. Um, if I'm looking at this team, I see Aaron Jones and I say, look. That's a piece where I can get a lot for it. And if something were to happen to Aaron Jones or to the situation there, I, I, I worry that he would lose half his value. So if you can trade Aaron Jones and you can get a bunch of, you know, so a few decent quality young pieces for him, um, you know, this, this team is stronger at, running back than they are at wide receiver. Um, I see some, some decent looking young talent here in terms of DeAndre Swift. And uh, I like, I don't know, Zach Moss has been pretty bad so far, but I'm holding out a little bit of hope for him. And Nick Chubb is still good and injured. So, you know, I, I wonder what's going to happen with Chubb too. Like I, now that Kareem Hunt's playing really well, like are they really going to pay chubb when his rookie contract is over or do you think they paid hunt so they don't have to pay chubb and they'll just franchise him once and let him run i don't i don't know what do you think here it's a great question there it's a good question there's too much dead weight on this team that that's my answer i don't think that steven's churning enough Mm -hmm. like if you look at some guys he picked up jeff smith and he picked up jalen guyton he picked up KJ Hamler, so he's got a bunch of guys who are i'm not saying he's not paying attention but why is he holding mason rudolph anymore do you really want to hold Mason Rudolph? We know that guy is not going anywhere. I don't want to be anything like, near Mason Rudolph. That guy sucks. And 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 Mooney? Do you really want Mooney? Mooney Can had we move some good off? weeks. I don't I don't know what the difference between Mooney and Hamler and Jeff Smith and Jalen Guyton is though. I mean, they're all relatively young. They're all speed guys. So uh, Stephen's problem is that he's just he's been unlucky with the draft. As as I look at it, like I he's done know. well in the first round. He's, I think that he's done okay. I think that he hasn't um, – like, if you have a piece like Aaron Jones and a piece like Nick Chubb, and those are two excellent pieces, but they're not nearly enough to win. And you got, like, like you said, Sam Darnold on your team as your second quarterback, and that's really it. Like, you're Jared Stidham, I guess. But you're you're nowhere near competing. So the question is, do you do you tear it all the way down to the studs the same way you did and say, look, I'm going to get rid of everything of value, get as many picks as I can, bottom out, get a get a good pick. You know, Stevens had some top picks and he's converted some of them. I don't know. This this team for me is is difficult. But uh, you know, Godwin's also a good piece. Like he's got three very good pieces. Calvin Ridley's a good, I mean, yeah, it's, it's tough because it's not a terrible team and I can see how it made the playoffs, but it's not at all exciting right now. It's, it's got too much dead weight and not enough like star. 
I think I think he he can improve it. It's going to take an off season. It's not going anywhere this year, obviously. Yeah. Uh, quick check in on the trade between Salim and uh, Drew from a couple of weeks ago. I think Salim has roundly won the trade because Herbert. Uh, like right now, here's your, here's your second wildcard question and an intro to talk about Salim's team for 30 seconds. Uh, would you rather have Tua or Herbert right now? Herbert. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's, I think that's a tough one only because it's Herbert's proven something and Tua hasn't. So from a ceiling standpoint, you, like I'm not knocking Tua. It's just Herbert looks really good. Would you rather have Herbert or Burrow? I'm going to stick with Burrow, I think they're both playing really, really well. I think that right now they're both top 10 dynasty quarterbacks. And there are, like, I would probably take both of those guys over Baker Mayfield. I would probably take both of those guys over Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Ryan Tannehill, you know, a bunch of guys who are scoring points but are old. I think what about that, Mitch um, I would take a half-melted ice cream sandwich over Mitch Trubisky. I don't think Trubisky's going to have a second phase to his career. Like, there are some guys, like, I think Sam Darnold might. Because Sam Darnold, there's a lot of reasons why. One main reason why he hasn't been productive. Two. One, he's had Does no one to throw to. That, and that Number two is Adam Gase. Adam Gase is horrible. And Ryan Tannehill got a second chance and has been great. I think a team out there will look at Darnold and give him a second chance. I'm not sure Trubisky is going to get a second chance. He got every opportunity. The same way like yeah. Blake Bortles got every opportunity. So, all right, looking at Salim's team for a quick second, just to give it the love that we, mm-hmm. we, we should give it. Um, this one for me, I'll take the lead on this one since I had you do it for, for Steve's team. Like, Allen Robinson needs to go before he loses value any further. Um, I would trade Allen Robinson. Uh, I, at this point, I feel like you have to hold on to Mike Williams because whatever mm-hmm. value he had, it's gone. So you may as well just hope that he can somehow recover it. Um, this is another team where I feel like there's been too many misses on the picks. J.J. Yeah. Arcega, Whiteside, um, you know, I'm looking at, uh, let's see here, Andy Isabella is not great. Haskins is not great. Um, Mike Williams is not great. Like, Darius Slayton I like, but he's having a down year. Devin Singletary is not great. It's just like a lot of high draft capital went to players that are fine but not stars. Yeah. He's got to figure out a way to turn those guys into something. Yeah, um, this I, team, I, I think, is staring this team is probably, I would say, sorry, Salim, I don't mean to kick it while you're down, but I think it's in the worst shape in the league because it, it, I, I do think that he is going to need to get some, like a lot more draft picks to turn it around. And I don't know how he's going to do that without tearing it down further, which probably means trading some of the few really good parts that he's got. Um, I, would, I would trade Tannehill. I would trade Robinson. I would probably put Herbert out there to see if anyone was willing to give you you know, three first-round picks for him. I mean, you're not going to get three first-round picks for anyone, really. Um, I, I agree. Maybe I think Tannehill might be a good option. I think Allen Robinson, you should definitely try to, you know, trade at this point. Um, he did a good job getting rid of Julio earlier. Um, I think Robinson's the next guy. You know, 
if we're setting this team up for next year, I think you probably trade Travis Fulgham while he has value. You can get a second for him. You take it. Um, you know, Fulgham's right. never going to be worth a first. Um, you know, even if he keeps producing at this level, it's just not going to happen. You know, take a second and go. Um, but I think, I think it's a lot harder to, to convert that trade for a wide receiver than it is for a running back. Just because there's so many wide receivers. Like right now, like as, a, as an example, Jermichael Hasty, that guy's probably worth a second right now. I don't know that Fulgham is, even though that Fulgham is like probably a better player. Because just from an opportunity cost, like there aren't as many running backs. And if, if, if yeah. Hasty goes and has that job in San Francisco for like three, four weeks, that's worth a second if it gets you a buy. It's worth a second if it gives you a flex spot that you, you actually like the guy. Um, who, like of the contenders, like how many of those teams are going to start Fulgham? I don't think too many. Yeah. I, I think that if he's not willing to trade Tannehill, he could trade Nick Foles to a QB needy team at the very least. Um, he, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't need another quarterback on his, on his roster. And if he could put together a package to move some of the stuff that's not going to be valuable in the future for a, a second, um, give himself a little bit more space to speculate on players, that will help him out. Yeah. Um, All right, because well, this that, I think been, that's where you're going. This has been your down teams five minutes. And uh, Steven and Salim, we covered your teams now. We've done enough on uh, – Shirley's in mind, so we, we won't go there. Um, and we've actually talked about stars a lot. So, um, Alex, I wish you luck with the parenting in the next week. I also wish your team luck because at four and three, I think you're going you're gonna to be buckling your seatbelt for a little bit of a ride. Um, if you had to name – here's your last wild card question. Uh, don't – just go with, immediately with your gut. I'm going to give you three seconds to answer. Name the two teams that are going to get the buys. Go. Jesse – Joe. Ooh, you're going with Joe just based on the fact that Joe's going to be five and two. And he's out. He's got the most points in the league and he's five and two. So he's got the second best record and the most points. It's a powerful tiebreaker and he's playing pretty well. Who do you think? Uh, I'll go with Brophy and Jesse. Brophy's got a bunch of points too. He's he's not doing bad. It, it his uh, really for Brophy. It, it depends on if Cook comes back as strong as he was playing before. If so, I like that team a lot. All right, should we wrap things up? Nice little short one. Sure. All right. Um, hopefully, we'll do another one next week. And uh, happy hunting, everybody. Um, good. Six weeks to go. Just a quick detail reminder: um, that don't trust your schedule in the last two weeks of the season. Uh, in this league, we do the reorg where uh, you get the mirror and the pairing. Which yes. Means so after week 11, the schedule switches for weeks 12 and 13. Um, also, another operational reminder, as you've got guys who are on the IR, if you have a guy that's on the IR and he's got a Thursday night game, make sure he doesn't come off the IR like on Tuesday. I had, um, I had the situation this week where Sterling Shepard came off the IR played on Thursday, but he was sitting in my IR spot, which meant that I couldn't actually do any, um, I couldn't pick anyone up on Saturday or Sunday or make any trades or anything because I had an ineligible player on IR that I couldn't move. Um, So not only was the I on the IR, but he was stuck on the IR because he was locked for the week. So don't be me. 
don't leave a player on the IR if he's going to lock there because you won't be able to do anything else. Hmm. Thank you, ESPN. Uh, yeah, that, that should not be a And we can't even override it as commissioners either. Like, there's literally nothing we could do. We could drop him from your team and then re-pick him up. But, like, that's the only thing that we could do to help. So, instead, just fair warning. Well, kudos to you for not not asking for that and just taking it on the chin. I don't think it would have been the difference. um, Anyway. All right. uh, So, I think that's it. We will talk to everybody next week. I'm going to try to get somebody to join us, hopefully. Um, Shirley's been talking about it. I think we're, we're due for some Shirley. So um, talk to you guys soon. All right. Be well, guys.